yeah. So, so you have no problem coming out here on a, a TV show uh, <laughs> a, 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 after smoking the weed. Yeah, that's fine. Now, see, I would have to come out on a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you once about this crap. Now I have no choice. You're out of the house. In this poll, 61% of Americans say that they support legalization of marijuana. Marijuana permeates through our culture. It is the most widely used recreational drug aside from caffeine. It is, however, illegal. Perception is now changing, and this isn't the first time it has. This episode of Curiosity looks at the very curious history of marijuana. We'll look at police reports from the 1930s that show marijuana as the cause of mass murder, and we'll talk to a doctor about how marijuana does affect your health. But first, let's start from the beginning. BC, in what is now known as Asia. Fred Flintstone and company were the not-so-distant past as humanity was just leaving behind the Stone Age and entering into a promising new era, later to be known as the Copper Age. Things were changing fast, and it was an exciting time to be alive. Homes and shelters were now being built of dried, unbaked clay, rather than living in caves, and the travel industry just got a lot more advanced with the domestication of the horse, meaning you could actually ride one. And the field of medicine? It was growing. People began trying actual surgeries, which was crazy because they had no idea what they were doing and they rarely worked. Now, with surgery comes pain, so humanity sought out pain medication. And of course, they found cannabis. A weed-like plant that grows in humid climates and when consumed has psychoactive properties. In later centuries, archaeologists would find the plant in ancient burial sites, indicating a heavy use by those on their deathbed seeking relief. So that's 4000 BC, but it was likely used even earlier than this in religious ceremonies. Cannabis can be found mentioned in ancient Hindu writings as sacred grass around 1200 BC and in religious Persian writings a few hundred years later. From Asia, marijuana made its way around Mesopotamia and Europe by hitching a ride with explorers. By the Middle Ages, it was widely used by Vikings and ancient Germanic tribes to relieve pain during childbirth. Which is interesting, because in the modern era, some midwives do suggest using marijuana to relieve childbirth pain and even morning sickness during pregnancy. Then come the Vikings. Son! Between murdering and conquering kingdoms, they somehow found some time to introduce marijuana to African cultures. But from there, the travel slowed. That was around 1200 AD, and we don't see traces of the plant moving to South America until the 1800s, probably due to the dangers of crossing an ocean. And then, by the early 1900s, Mexicans crossed the American border in large quantities while escaping the Mexican Revolution, and with them came marijuana. And then came racism. By this time, medical use became recreational use, and America didn't trust these Spaniards and their funny cigarettes. So rumors of what this cannabis plant can do started to spread. Many believe this is what led to the sensationalized and exaggerated headlines in the early part of the 20th century. For example, a Wyoming newspaper in 1913 writes, Smoking weed turns Mexicans into wild beasts. Or the Ogden Standard from Utah in 1915, describing what marijuana does to somebody, wrote, When in this condition, he often goes on a rampage that brings death to whoever crosses his path. The period of temporary insanity lasts for several hours. 
Now, before we continue, i got to introduce you to Harry J. Anslinger, first commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics from 1930 to 1962. The Treasury Department intends to pursue a relentless warfare against the despicable, dope-peddling vulture who preys on the weakness of his fellow man. There he is claiming war on marijuana. But what's interesting is prior to him taking office in 1930, he's on record as saying marijuana was harmless. So... What changed his mind? It is possible, as he states, that hard evidence of crime and medical research changed his mind. Cannabis supporters, however, make the claim that he changed his mind to save jobs. Larry Sloman, in his book Reefer Madness, points out that after prohibition of alcohol was renounced, his department was becoming largely obsolete. So Anslinger, as he points out, chose a new substance to outlaw. Honestly, for some, it's tempting to write this off as a conspiracy theory of disgruntled potheads, but there's some evidence to it. Throughout the 1930s, Anslinger commissioned research into the drug. The American Medical Association provided a study where 30 pharmaceutical representatives provided input on the idea of banning marijuana. 29 of those 30 stated that banning marijuana was not necessary or even recommended. However, only one statement made it into official bureau files. And that was the statement of the one pharmaceutical rep that agreed with Anslinger. Dr. Walter Bromberg also reported to Anslinger that after a large study, they found no evidence that marijuana had any influence on crime. However, this was very clearly ignored. The following is a quote of Anslinger's from American Magazine in 1937. How many murders, suicides, robberies, criminal assaults, holdups, burglaries, and deeds of maniacal insanity it causes each year, especially among the young, can only be conjectured. No one knows when he places a marijuana cigarette to his lips whether he will become a joyous reveler in a musical heaven, a mad insensate, a calm philosopher, or a murderer. Anslinger was trying to build on the propaganda from the early 1900s, part of which he called his Gore Files. These were a series of news reports showing what can happen when someone smokes marijuana. Here is the transcript of a 1937 public radio broadcast by Anslinger. An entire family was murdered by a youthful addict in Florida. When officers arrived at the home, they found the youth staggering about in a human slaughterhouse. With an axe, he had killed his father, mother, two brothers, and a sister. He seemed to be in a daze. He had no recollection of having committed the multiple crimes. The officers knew him ordinarily as a sane, rather quiet young man. Now, he was pitifully crazed. They sought the reason. The boy said that he had been in the habit of smoking something which youthful friends called Muggles, a childish name for marijuana. Anslinger also encouraged the production of propaganda films in the 1930s, like Reefer Madness and She Should Have Said No. Marijuana, the dried leaves and flowers of the Indian hempweed, is used in the form of a cigarette. Marijuana smoking, experts point out, can make a helpless addict of its victim within weeks, causing physical and moral ruin and death. In the end, it all worked. In 1937, Anslinger helped pass the Marijuana Tax Act, which made possession and transfer of marijuana a criminal offense. Okay, so let's cut through the rumors and the propaganda and everything else and actually talk to a doctor and find out how marijuana affects the human body. I spoke to the acting medical officer of the Windsor-Essex Health Unit, Dr. Ahmed. 
So THC uh, or cannabinoid it just att- attaches to itself to the receptors, and then it just uh, quickly um, uh, causes uh, the different kinds of feelings, and uh, the effects could include um, altered sense. For example, they, are, they start seeing brighter colored. They may have to have to start uh, having some confusion. It can cause sleepiness or fatigue. Uh, it can also lead to some kind of psychotic episodes as well, which can include paranoia, delusions, um, and uh, this man. That people may start to see things that are not there. All right, so none of that sounds particularly good. That is what's happening in your body when you smoke marijuana. But what are the long-term effects? It affects the brain development. It reduces their ability to think properly, their ability to remember things, and uh, their ability, their their brain's ability to function at that higher level because it basically slows it down. Brain development uh, significantly slows down compared to those who uh, don't use marijuana. So would somebody who started smoking marijuana regularly as a young teenager uh, appear less intelligent as they got older because of what they were smoking? That's what the research shows. People who picked up early, their IQ level was uh, slightly lower than those who, uh, who picked up at the later age of their life. Again, that's Dr. Ahmed, acting medical officer of the Windsor-Essex Public Health Unit. So that's the past and the present, but what does the future look like for this ancient psychoactive plant from Asia? Currently in the United States, it's either criminalized, decriminalized, or legalized, depending on your state. Decriminalization means small amounts do not result in jail time. You might be fined or slapped on the wrist, but you will not go to jail for it. Cultivating it and selling it, on the other hand, is a different story. Legalization renders smoking marijuana about as offensive as drinking a beer in all aspects, meaning it's legal, as is growing it and selling it, but the government will have their hands in every part of it, taxing it, limiting quantities, creating laws about doing it in public, and driving under the influence of it. Currently, eight U.S. states have completely legalized marijuana. And north of the border... Currently, marijuana in Canada is still completely illegal, save for medical prescriptions. Currently, the Trudeau government has plans to pass a bill allowing the full legalization of marijuana by July 1st, 2018. But the main goal is not to increase recreational use. The promise we made around uh, legalizing marijuana was done for two reasons. One, uh, to better protect our kids from the easy access they have right now to marijuana. Two, uh, to remove uh, the criminal elements that were profiting from marijuana. We believe that a properly regulated, controlled system uh, will achieve both of those measures. So fully regulating the substance as you would alcohol is the plan for the purpose of protecting Canadians, according to the government. And that is where the mysterious history of marijuana leaves off. From ancient worship to age-old medical use, from Mexican recreation to American disinformation, from criminalization to possible legalization. But one can't help but assume there's still a few chapters left in this story. And maybe in a few hundred years, some futuristic podcaster will finish off the tale. But for now, pot enthusiasts sit and wait. This has been Curiosity. Curiosity.